Skinner. Good morning, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall is with us today. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. Anyone who would like to be part of the show in an interactive fashion can text us on 812.15 or follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Um, now, listen, I'll begin by saying it's my birthday on, um, on Monday. I, I had to uh, Wikipedia your birthday just to check I had the Did date it, right. Isn't yeah. that handy, you see? And Do you that, know, I was so grateful for your fame in that brief moment. A little tip for people <laughs> listening at home. Get celebrity friends. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never miss a birthday. Uh, but then uh, I've been bought a, a bin, a waste bin, by, oh. by Emily. And when you put your... I won't say what it looks like, but when you put your foot on it and it opens, it goes like this. And when you close it... Yes, it's a chemical toilet. <laughs> no, no, it's... I bought it at Glastonbury last year. Oh, well, you could have emptied it. <laughs> Although, um, no, it's um, it's the TARDIS. It's, uh, I've already... It's not my birthday yet. I'm already the owner of a TARDIS waste bin. I'm very happy I'm worried about Kath hearing this at home, though, and thinking, oh, God. I'll have it in my work. I'll have it in my workplace. It does fit a surprising you know, amount more rubbish in it than you'd expect as well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, good for the recycles. There was, a, there was actually one... One of I those don't do dustbin, that. dustbin vans loading into that tiny bin. Yeah. It's amazing. So um, we're off. Yeah. And uh, also, I got a voucher for a, my favourite thing ever—a book voucher I got from the radio team. Yeah. And I tell you what, little tricky thing this because it's it's not one—it's not a paper book voucher. It's a kind of a, a, a plastic card. So I don't know how much is on it. <laughs> <laughs> what about if I'm thinking it's going to be at least a ton? So I'll go into the shop Tom. and spend like there's no tomorrow. And they say, no, this is £4. Can I say I love your use of ton, Frank? Very 1960s motorcycle gang. Oh, OK. I like that. Can I say that Daisy just wrote £25 on a piece of paper and handed it to me? It's only 25 That's dragged me right down. A broken Britain. It's not a thing you want to hear at this stage 25. in the show. You know what I mean? When you're working with talent, you need to keep them up, up, up. Don't drag them down early. That's no, probably a high street it. retailer who who had brief hopes they weren't going to go under. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, it's, it's twenty five pound voucher for Jessops. Yeah. Oh, What's no. twenty five on the street then? I've got a mo- I know a monkey and a pony. Um, oh, I don't know I, what twenty five. Steve, you, I imagine you're, you're you quite up on pony street talk. Is it not a monkey? I thought twenty five was a monkey. Oh, okay. No, I think a monkey's five hundred quid, isn't it? Oh, lovely. So what's a, what's a pony then? Oh, no, maybe, I don't know. That's a baby horse. I, if you're good here, if someone just tunes in now and they think, well, not, I don't think much of this new, uh, this new guy doesn't know what a pony is. Uh, but financially, I don't know what a pony is. I, I just, They'll text us in. You know, yeah, there'll be some, uh, there'll be some cottony spivs. Yeah, all the cray denominations would be handy. There'll be some people who work on the black market. Um, phone, is this yeah. in the theme tune to Only Fools and Horses, isn't it? Isn't it stick a pony in my pocket? Oh, okay. so, so maybe have, Ronnie Hazelhurst could, uh, us, though, could text it? in. I can stick a pony in my TARDIS waste bin. Easy. <laughs> the other thing I did today, which apparently you're not supposed to do when you get um, birthday presents, oh, is yeah. I'd try and guess what every that present was. That was mortificado <laughs> when you did that. Because yeah, I, I always aim high. Yes. So I say things like, oh, I've got a solid gold goblet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a mug. It was like that. <laughs> you, it was, you were a potential sort of Darren Brown of disappointment. 
yeah, in, it, in that moment. It, it was. I, I, um, I, I was seeing all the wrong things. Oh, uh, an original Gutenberg Bible. <laughs> first series of Merlin. Actually, I was very <laughs> excited about getting the first series of Merlin. I'm going to work my way through the whole thing. Do you like Merlin, Stevie? I've not seen, seen it. I was only aware of it, having listened to this show and hearing of your affection for it. Yes, uh, you and quite a number of other people. <laughs> Well, you say that, but the man who plays Merlin won the National Television Award, as voted for by the British public. And I think, <laughs> as we all know it, Miliband learns his lessons from the greatest teacher of all, the British public. Frank, uh, monkey 250 quid, pony 500. That's from Will. OK, is that someone selling animals? Because <laughs> I think you'll find that a monkey is for life, not just for a birthday. <laughs> In fact, they're not even for life, because what happens is the chimpanzees, they get a bit long-haired and shaggy and become violent. Elvis Presley, they had to lock his chimpanzee in a room and then um, get someone professional in to come and kill it. Well, now, <laughs> now Jimmy Luciano is saying a pony's 25. Oh, and I God. trust and a I... man called Jimmy Luciano when it <laughs> yeah. comes to finances. I, d- I doubt he's paid taxes no, well, <laughs> for some years. Perhaps he's, that's the sale price. Yeah. Yeah, so... That's HMV. <laughs> oh dear, we've we've shot down all the poor businesses that's gone down. So there's another one. Who else went down this year? It's, there's three biggies. Well, blo- blockbuster. Yeah, blockbuster. They went as well. God, I'm, I never did take that um, Back to the Future VHS back. <laughs> Things are looking good. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Tanya Snogs went to the uh, National Television Awards. Do you know Tanya, Steve? I'm not familiar with she's, Tanya um, Snugs. Tanya Snugs, leave yeah. it. Um, she, uh, <laughs> she'll be in in a minute, so don't start laying to her name now. She, uh, she's our newsreader and Snugsy. general showbiz correspondent. Right. Is mm. currently preparing, actually, for the London Marathon. Yes. As Is we it speak. Snugs or Snogs? Snugs. Snugs. She may well snug, oh, I don't know. Steve. I don't go to the absolute away days. <laughs> but I've heard tales. Mm. But um, she she actually um, met the actor who plays King Arthur in Merlin, and uh, this was what he had to say. Now, Frank Skinner, one of our presenters and obviously comedian... That's um, not him. Tell me about Frank. Are you about to say that he's watched the show? He's a massive fan. I've been told this. I was, I was honoured that that was the case. And, um, yeah, I was, I was told this by various friends who, who listened to Frank. And uh, any message, any special message for Frank? Um, I've been a, an admirer of Frank for a long time. Um, I think we all have in this country. He's a, he's a national treasure, so uh, keep... We'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> national <laughs> treasure! Oh, that's really awesome. I, can I say what I love about Merlin? I don't wish to patronise. Well, yes, yes, I do. Uh, but I like the fact that it's like Ewan McGregor saying, yes, I heard he saw that film I was in. Yes. <laughs> no, he no, knows. Well, it's very nice get, getting a compliment out of, the, out of King Arthur is as difficult as getting a sword from a stone. Well, exactly. Mm. And also, <laughs> um, he is a legend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, he is a legend. <laughs> no, I was very pleased about that. And, you know, oh, it's how the little lovely. Things, the little things in life. I'm getting it all out today. What about this? About this for a tribute. This is a stress ball I was sent years ago, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm squeezing it today as a oh. tribute, right? Listen to this. Calm down, dear. Calm down, dear. Oh, yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah, but it used to relax me, and now it makes me think of mortality. Oh, <laughs> well, it's a good thing you weren't invited to his funeral and then felt the need to bring that as a prop. Well, it's a, he'd have loved that. Come on, he, he, he would have. He would have. Whether I've, his, I've whether his grieving uh, relatives would have. <laughs> I spent quite a few do's with uh, Michael Winner. 
And I have to say, Did you? he was rattling good company. Mm. He said to me once, I was wearing uh, uh, the the two bowlers badge the for the Sons of the Desert, you know, the Laurel and Hardy fan club. Oh, yes. And he said to me, oh, do you like um, Laurel and Hardy, Frank? And uh, I said, I do. He said, oh, you should phone Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well... I've got David Baddiel's number. OK, he'll have, <laughs> Marlon. he'll have Marlon's. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I always had my, the, the footage of him uh, against Little John. Yes. Uh, that's that's a, it's a moment. You're very proud of him. Is that, that Little moment. John from Robin Hood or? <laughs> yeah, Little John from Robin oh, Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was in he was in the uh, the Michael Prayed series. <laughs> Michael Winner as um, <laughs> I think he was the sheriff of Nottingham's um, second assistant. Yes, I remember. But he was uh, he was marvellous. Um, but um, I, I think we should play it especially for him today, actually, because he's uh, he's a bit of a ledge, yeah. I think. Um, what about this then? Uh, I think I can combine the two actually. This Are you going to get the TARDIS and the stress no, ball? No, no, it's oh. stress ball. And what, this works, I think, doesn't it? Calm down, dear. Calm down, dear. Oh, hold well on. <laughs> Calm down, dear. Calm down, dear. <laughs> now, that would have worked well if my producer had put the switch back up. She's having a mess. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, the calm down, dear Hunter. <laughs> I'm throwing it all in tonight. Oh, Frank. You know, I'm in birthday mood. <laughs> you can't see it at home, but I'm wearing... I've got paper hat, I've got balloons. i got pig-eyed! <laughs> i got all pig-eyed! Oh. I'll calm down in a minute, Steve, and we can do a radio show. Mm. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. You can have the cake whenever you like. I should okay. say that the management at Absolute bought me some lovely uh, cupcakes for my birthday, but do do okay. talk in. Have we, have we heard from the outside world yet? We have. We've just oh, been God, tweeted <laughs> by Nathan Churcher. I think you'd get on with him. Yes. He says, happy birthday for Monday, Mr Radio, from a long-time listener. Hashtag minimal praise. That's what we like. Yes, <laughs> very good hashtag. I've built a career on that. Uh, and we've had some clarification on the on the financial. So you're going to say claret, <laughs> so that's very bad research by that that gift chooser. <laughs> clarification on uh, on the money front, uh, and uh, you may not mention may... that on air. <laughs> well, well, we're getting paid for this show. Yeah, Steve's been on about this all week. Apparently, <laughs> I, I, I'm a bit confused. I had to pay to be here. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, oh, this is about the ponies and monkeys. Exactly. James Hollington, uh, holler out to Hollington, has, uh, he's clarified it. So uh, according to Hollington, in the world of Hollington, 20 quid is a score, 25 is a pony, 50 is a bullseye, 100 is a ton, and 500 is a monkey. Yes, I said 500 was a monkey. You did, darling. I remember doing a joke on... I used to have a chat show in the old days, Steve, when you were still at school. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, 36, Frank. I, <laughs> yeah, I said... Oh, just, FY, just FYI, Steve, no-one mentions ages on this show. <laughs> yes, OK, thank let's you. leave it there. Oh, yeah. no, I'll tell you my age, and then it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> now, so I... Um, I don't know if you remember this, but Sir Alex Ferguson, the uh, manager of Manchester United FC... Lovely looker. He got involved in a bit of a dispute with some horse racing types about a horse called Rock of Gibraltar. Mm. And apparently they'd said, oh, you can have half the horse or whatever. I don't mean to eat. It wasn't a... No. It wasn't that story hadn't broke then. (laughs) But um, he... um, He was supposed to get... And then there was a dispute that he wasn't getting what he was promised and all that. And... uh, and the joke was, oh, Rock of Gibraltar. 
I never monkey on that. <laughs> well, I loved it. Oh. I thought it was one of the best jokes ever. <laughs> so, um, the, 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 obviously, a lot of you will know um, Steve Hall from his solo work and his work with uh, We Are Clang. And also, um, I think it's true to say you're the brains behind uh, Russell Howard's <laughs> That's Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to have that on the record. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so, but, um, I, I'm also... who are you, Steve? Well, it, well, that's like a, Henry that's, a, that's a long, that's a long, long thing to discuss. I, I was, I, I was briefly on here in the summer when you were on your. Yeah, holes, I heard it uh, mm. because I'm, I've, I share a flat whenever possible during the Edinburgh Festival with with the cockerel. Yeah. So, so we've shared an Edinburgh flat. I think share five, a coop five times. No one puts yeah. a cockerel in the hall. <laughs> no. I, I hope much as I've tried. I hope not. Those, on that those Edinburgh, <laughs> those Edinburgh nights can get very lonely. But, oh God, that's but he's you know he's a gruff Yorkshireman. There are things, there he are lines is, he's not prepared to cross. He is a gruff Yorkshireman. But um, so yeah, now you actually live, I think, um, in my old manor. I, li- I lived for a, for a long time. I lived on the exact <laughs> street that you that you used to live on, which is, uh, and it was someone from our mutual management company that that betrayed oh. this fact, which is both interesting for me to know and, and massive data. Uh, protection uh, disaster yes. on, their, on their account. And d- when you walked down there, <laughs> did you do that song from uh, My Fair Lady about the street where oh, you live? Oh, Freddie's song, I love that. <laughs> is that I Have Often Walked Down? Yeah, that one, yeah. Mm. My, I'll be honest, I'm not... My Fair Lady is slightly uh, out of my ken. Oh, OK, fair enough. Mm. So it's, but, um, it's awkward. It's out of his ken, Did you used to live at number one? Oh, my God, he knows so much, are this we is talking, We're talking... Um, the, can I name your? Can I name yeah, the yes, England's yes, Lane? England's Lane. Yes. Number five, I was. Oh, at. you lived at number five, right? And David Badil was at number three. Hang on, I where think. was Viali? Wasn't he involved in this? No, somehow? no, he tried to buy the house before me, Viali, oh. and I, uh, I, I beat him. Oh, so fantastic. yeah, but that on that road there was um, me, David Badil, um, David Williams, B- Bjork. No, not David Williams. It was later. Bjork, Bjork's um, producer, and just round the corner. Um, Noel Gallagher. It was essentially it was nineties themed. The whole area. <laughs> it was like a nineties night, and so but it because, was all day. Because now Helena Bonham Carter and, and Tim Burton. Oh, she they, lived. They, yes. So they didn't buy your old house or anything. No, like no, that. no. She used to go. To, I used to go to the gym in those days. I oh, know to, to, <laughs> to Spring Health. Um, is just, that what just, it's called? Just man? around the just on yes, the. Yes, I used to go there. I remember once I was doing my stretching. <laughs> there was three. Uh, uh, there was me on one mat on, and the next mat was um, Michael Palin. Oh. And then next to him, Eleanor Bonham Carter. Not on a mat, obviously, on, on a cloak of raven feathers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I used to... She, I mean, she, it, it, she looks very different in gym gear. Yeah. Cause, like, you think of her in, in, in fabulous black gowns. Well, she's, you always worry for her, because you occasionally see a few, few different celebrities around. I think Jeremy Edwards from Casualty. Uh, I think he's he's around there as right. well. But whenever you see her, you briefly think you've seen the ghost of a chimney sweep. Yes, uh, and then your brain works out that it's her. Yeah, she's. I did once pluck up the courage to actually say hello to her. Uh, she, we sort of did that thing that, if I may use the word, celebrities sometimes do. You make <laughs> eye contact. You think, well, we should speak. We're of the brotherhood. <laughs> and uh, I said, nice hat. Um, turned out to be a hair. <laughs> oh. No, no, she was wearing a nice hat, and uh, she was actually very sweet. I, I think it, she, she is approachable. I, I, well, I'm, now that I've got, I feel like I've been given license to now. Yeah, try. It. I think she's a bit less um, gothic and terrifying than you might uh, imagine. <laughs> but I always imagine there's a lot of hair on the upholstery in their house with with her and Tim. Thanks. You know that people have a big dog at home. There's always <laughs> hairs about. 
and just got goths in oh, love. Try living with Phil Spector. It's not a good idea. I have tried living with Phil Spector. <laughs> And um, I would say that to know him is to love him. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, Steve's not our Steve, but an alternative Steve mm. says if you're down with the youth, a fifty is now a McGarrett, as in five O. Oh, Steve McGarrett, a Y five O, Jack Lord. Mm, very good, Frank. They actually have a Jack Lord day on Hawaii. It's like a national holiday, because oh. they figure that he sort of put Hawaii on he the map. He was lovely. The, surely the Lord's Day is just Sunday. <laughs> no, no, this is Jack Lord's Day. <laughs> yeah, they, they have to, they, the Jack has to be in bold capitals. <laughs> I love the idea that he put Hawaii on the map. Is he some sort of cartographer? <laughs> so anyway, we... Um, oh, I can't itch now. Where is the itch? all the while. It's, Why are it's you in going the very small. I'm getting a ponytail in the small of the back as you do as you get older. Oh. A ponytail, that's a, a, a tail that's worth £25. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I always remember that Michael Palin at the gym. One of the things that really disappointed me was that he had a goal uh, sports bag. Oh, yeah. I, I really wanted him to have like a, a leather box suitcase oh, should, with um, travel Fogg. stickers. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I heart Lagos. <laughs> A big balloon should have landed. Yeah, and maybe um, Pan Am accreditation in the top pocket. <laughs> but no, turns out he's, he must be some sort of faker. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, speaking of um, show business, I, I did a show on um, on Monday night called um, It's Not What You Know. Are you, are you familiar with it, Steve? It's a Radio 4. I've, no, I'm not familiar it's with it. It's hosted by Miles Jopp. You must know. He's great. Miles, he yes. He's lovely. Actually, um, the inventor from Balamori. Yes, of mm. course. And it's based on the idea um, al along the lines of um, Mr and Mrs, although not so along the lines that they could be uh, done on a rights um, no. charge. <laughs> but I'd like to point that out. But um, And I think, as I, I may have said on this show before, I've got terrible previous with Mr and Mrs. Are you, are you, did I ever tell you that story? No. Well... Oh, my God, I feel <laughs> ill. I went um, camping in my youth, this is, and I, I I managed to get friendly with the woman who, um, that night at I the campsite... I don't like the sound of get friendly. <laughs> well, I do no, not well, it's, like it's the sound television. of get friendly. It's, it's not breakfast television. Don't <laughs> kid yourself, Frank. Alan Jones. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, Alan Jones is... Uh, thank God I've got widescreen. <laughs> I don't want to lose his ears. The aspect ratio on his face is incorrect. That's some, that needs sorting out. But anyway, um, he... Uh, not you got him. friendly with the lady. Yeah, I got friendly oh. with her. And, and, and I don't <laughs> want to brag now, but oh. she was... That night on the campsite, she had come second in the... Uh, no, no. <laughs> she... Uh, no. Well, yes. She, um, she'd come second in the Miss Lovely Legs competition. This is a real thing that happened to you. <laughs> yes. It's extraordinary. Yes. And, and, and had that been the thing that had made you decide to go for her? Well, you I mean... You don't want to aim too high for number one. You know, we're, we're all, you know, we're all impressed by the, the sparkle of limelight, I think. <laughs> and I did think, you know, sec second in the lovely legs. Anyway, we danced the night away and then um, um, we had what I would call, for the, for the sake of decency, let's describe it as a, moon, a moonlit liaison. It was, you know, it was summer. <laughs> and... Um, Anyway, the next morning I, I went home and that was, it, it was, you know, oh, it was a nice break, of you. It was, well, yeah, I hadn't planned to, but 
I felt sick. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I was so ashamed. No, I went home and I didn't really think... Well, I wouldn't say I didn't think any more about it. Um, but anyway, I uh, years later, I mean like ten years later, um, I was watching Mr and Mrs. And, oh, yeah. Um, this was the old Mr and Mrs, the bloke called Derek, Derek Beatty. Derek Beatty Derek used to yeah. have a fabulously bouffant hairstyle. And he was also, his idea of comedy is if someone come on from Yorkshire, he'd start going, oh, you're from Yorkshire, are you? Are you from Yorkshire? Oh, are you? Oh, great. Lovely York. And then someone from Wales, and he'd go, oh, you're from Wales. That was, his, that was him. That was his act. Casual um, racism. Yeah, sort of regionalism. Yeah. Anyway, um, this, um, this woman um, came on with a, a, a much older husband, mm. if I may say. So not that there's anything wrong with that, in case there's any trophy wives listening. <laughs> but um, I recognised her as the <gasps> woman from the Moonlit Liaison. And anyway, she had to... It's a terrible thing. She had to um, say, show some shoes. That She was showing a photograph of some 70s shoes. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And she had to identify which one her, her husband, um, her decrepit old husband, would choose, oh. which he'd like best. And she got it wrong. Oh. And um, and he said, Derek Beatty said, uh, no, no, that that's wrong, you know. And she said, uh, oh, no, I, actually, I meant that one. The, those are the ones I meant, the one. He went, no, no, no. <gasps> he was quite strict. No, no, strict. no, come on. And I thought, you know, she she was like fighting over 40 quid on television. And it was that same woman. Um, there are other bits of this story, but I'll probably tell you over brunch. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, why have I brought up um, Mr and Mrs, you ask yourself? Well, mm. because the, the, the show... Has, what happened was that Emily was interviewed about um, me... To some extent, not by the authorities. No, <laughs> I, should, <laughs> no. I hasten to add. So, let's yeah, let's let's get that out of the way. It wasn't the authorities. No, uh, and then I had to guess what you'd said ab about me. I think or mm. I had to yeah, and then I and had to guess what, what you liked. Well, we shouldn't give away the content of the of the show because I don't want to no. preempt. But it was um, it's it you don't know your friends as well as you think you know them. Mm. As the Miss Lovely Legs story <laughs> testifies to. Oh, exactly. Um, <laughs> ah, yes, I do miss Lovely Legs. <laughs> um, so uh, we were at that the show thing. And, and I, have, you, have you done much Radio 4, um, uh, I've done, I've done a, a, a small amount of Radio 4. There's something very, very sort of cosy about doing Lovely. the Radio 4. I think I was the most common person that had ever been in there. Not you. Because... Oh, is there someone else? Because, <laughs> but Frank, I I'm a bit, I have to fess up. I went to see it with Daisy, the producer, mm. and when I sat in, I thought, well, I know I'm going to watch Frank, but I didn't want to be in your eye line, Judy Murray style. I didn't want to put you off. No. So Daisy and I positioned ourselves. We'd smuggled some wine in as well. Daisy got the wine. Um, when you said Judy Murray, oh, you mean yeah, Andy, Andy Murray's mother. Yeah, but she's in Friends and Re Relatives, isn't she? That's the only place she well, can go. Well, I tried to create a sort of Friends and Relatives VIP <laughs> section. Oh, OK. I didn't... I wanted some status. Um, 
Daisy brought some wine in. People looked, but they were too scared to say no. Cause they I should think it's all right at Radio 4, isn't it? She brought red wine in. More of a nerve tonic. She was clanking around in the <laughs> bag. Antigen. Imagine that's how the staff get through a lot of the days. <laughs> yeah. But I had, a, I had an incident, Frank. That oh. There was a lady in a sweatshirt showing people to their rows in quite a Radio 4 way. And I they, don't like a lady in a sweatshirt, especially no. if it's branded... Uh, with the musical Cats. I think it might have had Cats. <laughs> oh, no, no. That, that, I'm, I'm Possibly Five Guys Named Mo, I'm not sure. I, I can cope with that. OK. Um, because at least it suggests they're not racist. But I think that um, <laughs> any, if ever I see anyone with any sort of Cats merchandise, I, I'm, I'm on edge. OK, well, I don't think you'd have liked her because she, we were seated and she turned around to me um, and she said, can you let these people sit down, please? Well, what were you doing, lying across three chairs? <laughs> the tone was to imply that we previously kind of refused the request, yeah, which we hadn't. Who does she think she is? So I said, we're not stopping them. Oh, did you? Yes. Daisy looked aghast. She looked like, you know, when you're, you're in a shop and your mum takes something back, that yeah. was her face. Um, it, was a, it was very So awkward. what you could have done, you could have done that thing, you know, when people are a bit... Um, snappy like that and you go oh meow and she'd have gone oh you're, you're a fan <laughs> and you'd have been you'd have been in with her straight away but we made friends as well there was a lovely man um ishi hello Be- he works in bedding in the leading department he store. works in bedding yes oh, okay do you mean he's an escort no he genuinely works in bedding <laughs> <laughs> he's bacteria <laughs> um okay you don't often meet a man in bedding but um no how did you feel? Did you enjoy it, Frank? Yeah, um, yeah, I did enjoy it actually. Uh, the produ- it was one of these cases. The producer came in and he was very young. You know, they, they get younger. Oh, producers. I know. But he was wearing what we used to call in the um, oh, I don't know, in the seventies or early eighties, mm. a soul belt. Oh. Now, do you remember a soul belt? It was one of those. Uh, it's a belt where the last seven or eight inches of it hang downward. I know it well. Yeah. So is, is this a is this a Starsky and Hutch? Would that, is Trinity, that what it would David, be? Is it a David Soul belt? No, or, no. Or, or I don't know why it soul, was called a Soul, soul belt. music, or maybe it was to do with Northern Soul or something like that. But I've always thought it's a bit male, if you know what I mean, having this length of belt hanging. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I said to him, I said, "Oh, I, um, I've never been partial to those Soul belts because I've always associated that they are like the you know the last hurrah of the cod piece." And, um, I thought he looked lovely, an excellent, actually. Excellent lovely dress. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it was better than the two previous uh, <laughs> cod piece, uh, t- the trilogy, the cod piece trilogy. Um, and it's a sort of a, well, I don't like it. It looks like a, uh, let's, let's clean it up. It looks like a dead swan. If you've got a dead swan tucked in your, in your pants... Oh, God. And so um, but it, because he was, was a young was man, he, he got a bit blushy about me discussing it in front of the other guests and stuff like that. And I was just I was just making casual fashion, fashion <laughs> chit chat. But uh, so we, we had that was a bit. Um, Maybe difficult. he was upset because his pet swan had died <laughs> earlier in the week. Oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that. It wasn't called a dead swan belt though. <laughs> there was there were belts uh, named after creatures at the time. The snake belt, of course. Okay. Uh, the stockbroker belt. I'm like six minutes on this guy's belt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and, like- and can I just say he was charmant, actually? Apparently, um, the uh, the the skateboarders they use um, shoelaces as belts. Did you know that? 
Do they? Yeah. Did you know that, Steve? You're uh, you're you're down with the. Uh... You're down with the kids in Belsight Park. <laughs> I, I wouldn't uh, be astonished to find that you arrived by skateboard today. That's that's I'm flattered uh, no. and and offended at the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I bought. A, I had a skateboard well, for one were, week. I think you were belly boarding. I didn't think you were standing <laughs> on it. Do, do people um, do that belly boarding on skateboards? I don't think I'm the person to look at. I, okay. I can't answer that. I'd one. like to know that. Cause your face, your face would be within centimetres of dog excrement as you went down the street. I'm going to do that. That's my birthday resolution. I'm going to start travelling on a skateboard, but face down. I think the only person over 30 I've ever seen skateboard uh, is Graham Coxon from Blur, who you right. sometimes see in Camden. He does he uh, do it? With his chin a couple of inches from the floor. Yeah. I c- come to think of it, of course, I'd be better off on my belly than on my back. Mm. If I started skateboarding around on my back, I think there'd be complaints. Well, there's some kind of street luge. Yeah, although I, I could be a sort of a um, peripatetic mechanic who just yes. went straight under cars and had a bit of a look and didn't even stop. Just come straight out of the side and say everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I might do that. Um, so it was um, what we were thinking of doing is that, and I, I, I mean, you know, I know you're busy, you people, but I thought you could send in some questions, and then uh, so I have to answer them on Emily's behalf and she on mine. So oh yeah, par, yeah, I par love example. That. Give us a par example, anyone? Okay, um, go on, Steve. Uh, I, I was going to suggest so, so Frank, if if Emily was at a film premiere, mm. uh, let's imagine. as if that would happen. Uh, <laughs> And uh, some ignorant fool accidentally trod on her dress, yeah, resulting in some kind of significant wardrobe malfunction. Not like the time that the, the dog ripped her skirt off in the playground. <laughs> yes, that actually happened. Yeah. Oh well, this is this okay. is this is how well you know so each other. What, so how how would how would the divine Miss M respond? Let's let's say let's say not not a. Uh, you know, a, an, an Anne Hathaway type malfunction. Let's no. Let's go no. top off. Let's a no. Tara a Tara Reed. Okay. okay. I don't know how where that went, but what you're saying, yes. How would Emily react? One thing is there were garments on underneath. I think Emily would be very cool about it, and I think she'd probably um, take off... Uh, I think she'd just lower the uh, positioning of her pashmina. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, anyone who's deeply offended, I suggest you look up pashmina before you complain. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Hey, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute <laughs> Radio. And um, I'm with Steve Hall and Emily Dean. <laughs> uh, you can text us on 812.15 or follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. Do join in because without you, it's just us. And <laughs> without us... <laughs> By the way, I had a lovely present this week, which I can't identify because of... Um, a rights issue, mm. from um, Russell Hancocks, who is, um, he calls himself Prisoner 567, I presume 567 is on his, uh, is oh. on his number. That's lovely. Thank you, Russell, for that. And um, Russell is running in the London Marathon, now he did tell me this, um, for a, a dog charity called Every Dog Counts, I think it is. When, when you they say- don't, though, do they? <laughs> Unless they do it like horses with that scratching thing. <laughs> Mm. When you say you can't identify the president for a rights issue, yeah. I take it you mean PRS rights, right? It's not like a Chinese political prisoner. Yeah, that's not, what it was. Not, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. Um, it, you know that woman who was on house arrest in Burma. <laughs> it's her. 
<laughs> Ang Sung Suk Lee or whatever. Lee Travis. I didn't even try the name. Wasn't there a Dave Lee Travis connection with her? Yeah, she said that Dave Lee Travis got her through 20 oh, years. Was it Simon Bates? Oh, no, right. no, it was Dave Lee Travis. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Simon Bates wouldn't get anyone through 20 years of house arrest. <laughs> whereas Dave Lee Travis. I suppose it was that, it's that old thing, there's always someone worse off. <laughs> that gets, gets us through so many crises. I think you'll agree. You know what? what? There's a little place we go now and again, Steve, and maybe you'll take my hand and, and join me. <laughs> I like to uh, harmonise with the uh, sort of Beyoncé style. Yeah, I love that. With the track. Um, Frank, I would like to begin. Do this it. email is from Matt in Toronto. He says... You get a lot of international interest. Do you know uh, what? Steve. That's the joy of podcast. Oh, God. Very yeah. popular with the Internet Canadians. Radio. Yeah, we are. They're a big group for me. Uh, dear Frank, Emily and Alan... Well, you mean Steve in this instance, Matt, mm. but how are you to know? No judgment. Your recent <laughs> podcast mention of Ian Fleming prompted me to get in touch. Here in Toronto... I should say to Steve that my mum used to be a cleaner at uh, Goldeneye. Ian Fleming's um, Jamaican <laughs> writing hideaway. And I talked, I reminisced yeah. about that. Um, I do listen to the show. Oh, well, do you? Okay. <laughs> okay. Here in Toronto, they're celebrating 50 years Thanks, of Bond. <laughs> he knows what number house you lived at. Yeah. Um, I just can't picture him in a tour t shirt. No. <laughs> With an exhibition of designing 007 with all manner of props, gadgets and clothes. Oh, I went to a, um, a James, brilliant James Bond exhibition at the Imperial War Museum. Did you? Which is right round the corner from um, spitting distance from... Or, perhaps, no, we should no. say, perhaps we should say Fleming distance yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from my house. And that was brilliant. But this one is all about the design. Yes, it says it has everything from the Brioni tuxedos. I like a Brioni. But that's for your... That's for quite. That's for your, your Italian, well-built lad. I don't. I, mean, I don't know Brioni. That's. Uh, I don't expect you well, to. Well-built, um, as in it needs a reinforced trouser. No, <laughs> no, just a bit more. That's brioche. Statuette. <laughs> um, Givenchy jumpsuits. Oh, who wore them? Steve's I relieved. I read this. Um, <laughs> to uh, Oscar de la Renta gowns, right up Emily Straza. You're not wrong. I was particularly interested to find out that some Bond villain names were based on Eton classmates. Flemings, I presume. When he says Eton classmates, it doesn't mean that they were the the classmates of Armand Mivers, the German no. cannibal. <laughs> it means they went to uh, Eton, the school. Yes. Just want to clarify that. George Scaramanga and Tom Blofeld. They were at school, mates. I yeah. didn't know that. I wonder if they had the jet... Because the one I went to, they had the jet pack. You know, I'm, I'm slightly jet pack obsessed. What about Odd Job? And uh, He might be the caretaker. <laughs> yes. He, um... I, uh... I... I I dream of having a go on a jetpack, mm. and uh, I'm leaving on a jetpack would be my obviously my my song. Mm. Is this recrimination for the presents you didn't get? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, when I opened the um, the Doctor Who bin, I'm thinking this is so a jetpack, <laughs> <laughs> and it was. I have got one now, actually. I managed to pick one up on eBay, and I, I arranged a lot of uh, training shoes on telegraph wires for gang members. <laughs> mm. Because sometimes they throw them up there, they were telling me, this guy was telling me, and you throw them up there, and he says, and, and one lace is hanging considerably lower than the other, and they don't like it. So I go up there and uh, level them out on my jetpack. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of gang work. Matt signs off. Um, I also wanted to share with you my mate and regular listener in the UK, Chris's New Year resolutions, drink less coffee and avenge the death of my master. Well balanced, I thought. 
Is he a dog? I don't <laughs> I think he'll find if he drinks less coffee, he'll be less obsessed with killing people, though, as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe he is a dog. He might be that dog in the HMV, avenging the death of his master. <laughs> his master's fault. Yeah, yes. it's all there. Nipper. Yes. Yeah. That was, that's the name of the dog in the in the HMV. Well, there you go. That's from Matt in Toronto. Well, good old, good old Matt. We'll come back to uh, the corner. This is Frank Skinner. So we're uh, just picking up Emily from uh, from the previous picking uh, up Emily. Issue. Damn. <laughs> it's my third time on the show. I thought I'd give it a crack. Yeah, <laughs> it's only a matter it's of time. Chapter three of multibiography. So only a matter of time. <laughs> Six weeks to OMG in an entirely different sense. <laughs> oh my God, he's a filthy creep. You've employed a filthy creep, Frank. <laughs> well, it seemed opposite. So, carry on, Steve. No, I don't mean carry on with this. No, <laughs> cease and desist. <laughs> the number of women that say that to me. <laughs> so, uh, so Matt from Toronto. And do you know what I say to those women? <laughs> <laughs> Slightly parrot-like, actually. Mm. <laughs> uh, now that I've managed to uh, lose any respect you may have previously had for me, Emily. Um, uh, so, so, Matt in... Uh, That's optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love Steve. Carry on. Excellent. That's mm. good. That's good. To... <laughs> uh, Matt, had, he mentioned that uh, that Fleming based uh, the Bond villains on his old Eton classmates, and he he said George Scaramander and Tom Blofeld. And then in brackets, he's put uh, no mention of Dave Goldfinger. Ha ha. Oh, I didn't read that bit out. Well, that was very kind of you not to oh. read that out. Because, well, uh, I think that was it. that was Matt's big moment. There. It, it was comedy <laughs> moment. It was oh, Matt's big no, comedy sorry, moment. sorry, Matt. Which he's helpefully pointed out by putting ha ha. Yeah, people from Radio Four listening who might he might have got snapped up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm I'm decided. By the way, I'd li- I'd quite like to do a panel show on uh, on Radio Four. We've got just advertisement work. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. <laughs> extraordinary statement. I had an idea. Um, it's called Patsy Palmer's Pink Pajamas, in which uh, Frank <laughs> and the panel speculate on what minor celebrities wear in bed. What do you think? <laughs> well, I wouldn't be much good because I know the answer to most of those questions. <laughs> exactly. There's very few I don't know the answer to. But it's great. It's, oh, it's, I'm, I'm missing the coziness. Uh, would Would you incorporate Patsy Palmer into the show? No, no. Like when you press your buzzer, it goes <laughs> Ricky. Not very radio for do you? They no. like uh, you know they like so- they like they like applaud every time someone says sandwich yes. <laughs> on a panel show. Anyway, sorry, I, I digress. Uh, yes, it's uh, the, simply it's a little pop culture fact that Matt's actually incorrect that because Goldfinger is not that wasn't a joke name. There was a Goldfinger that uh, Ian Fleming hated. His uh, name was Erno Goldfinger, mm. uh, hey. who was is an architect. He designed, amongst other things, he designed Trellick Tower. Oh, did he? He did. Do you know, in, uh, in West London. Steve's a little bit of a Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, and I like that. Anyway. I like that. Yeah, he's, uh, I like knowledge of all. Dimensions. So do I, Frank. Yeah, so Erno. Yeah. Erno! Erno. And uh, he hated him. He absolutely, Fleming hated him so much because they they had a dispute about, uh, there were some cottages uh, that that Goldfinger wanted pulling down in Hampstead so that he could build one of his neo-brutalist atrocities. Okay. Uh, and uh, Fleming lost the uh, the case. the the house was, The houses, the old houses, were taken down. Goldfinger made something that was mainly concrete, mm. uh, oh, yeah. and then he threatened. Apparently, he threatened to sue Fleming. Said, "If you use my name, I'm going to sue you." So Fleming then said, uh, "If if you force me to ruin the name, I'll keep the word gold and then just put an insult." 
So it was, it was called followed by a swear word, which we can't say on, on air. No. He was, he was, he was, that was his response. Oh, he said, what that? It was, it was, I was going to say, I didn't think finger was category C. <laughs> it got to the level of um, bickering, didn't it? Mm. I like the idea that he took the cottages down with a laser. <laughs> <laughs> OK, anyway, carry on. A little bit of uh, James Bond. I love it. I love a fact. So do I. Um, are we ready for email two? Yeah, let's do it. OK. This is from Tom. It's actually really your turn to read this, Steve. You've got to pay the rent here. Yeah, you've got to pay the Oscar de la rent. Yeah. Oh, lovely. I didn't get that. Who is Oscar de la rent? Oscar de la renta, the designer. Oh. He was previously referred to. Steve, What's he? would you Sorry, like to read this one? I think sure. I'm always having the telly on. <laughs> <laughs> I wander off. Yes. So, uh... I'll re- I will read the email. Come then. on, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Having listened to uh, Frank uh, admit eating OXO cubes and telling jokes about the Bermuda Triangle, I think I have found a soul brother, possibly mm. wearing a soul belt. Mm. Uh, Let's hope so. My problem is Michael Bublé, and where did he come from? Uh, well, when Mr and Mrs Bublé loved each other very much. No, um, <laughs> uh, I have no recollection of Michael Bublé ever becoming famous. Everybody I have asked uh, has the same answer. He has always been famous. I feel as if he was just injected into my subconscious. I have to admit he's a fantastic singer, and whatever parallel world... You don't have to admit that. (laughs) Not (laughs) for my benefit, certainly. (laughs) Whatever parallel world he's worked to become famous deserves him, but I feel he's been injected into mine. What next? Arnold Schwarzenegger was a great president. Does Frank have any other occurrences of possible injected recall? And that's from Tom. So this is about the idea when people just seem to... Everyone knows someone and you think, I don't remember them emerging. Yes! I get that with Nicki Minaj. Frank, good one. Nicki Minaj. I would like to... If I was an armed guard, I would like to see Nicki Minaj's papers. (laughs) 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 Because she seems to have no history, as far as I can tell. She just um, suddenly... um, I, I remember you you said, um, oh, Nicki Minaj was at some uh, complaining that she, the grass was too long outside her yes. caravan. And I thought, I've never heard of this person, but she's at a level where she can <laughs> complain about the grass being too long yeah. at a festival. And that was it. It was just, voila, Minaj. Perhaps I'm going to replace... Um, um, I'm going to replace uh, voila in my general usage with Minaj to suggest. I might say it three times. She should drink but Stella Artois. But of course, Artois. me, a menage a trois. Sorry, yes. If I was her, yeah, I would be sponsored by Stella Artois. Of course, it can work the other way. What? Cleopatra coming at you. <laughs> Cleopatra, they came at me, they went past me, I can't even see them in my rearview mirror now. Where have they gone, Cleopatra? You never see them on a where are they now, there's no... They don't seem to have been involved they're in total any... total fashion roadkill, they disappeared. crimes, they're not on any reality TV show, none of them have died that I know of. Where, this is the, this week's texting. Where are Cleopatra? <laughs> <laughs> FYI, Cleopatra is alive and well, living in Lower Hopton, Murfield. And no, that's, oh, that's, that's not where the right. cockerel comes from. Yeah, they, that must be a joke. No, that's Dick Bedford in Murfield, West York. She couldn't be. They couldn't be living in the same place that the cockerel comes from. <laughs> if they are, it's the best thing that's ever happened to they me. They were like <laughs> urban, you know, dudes. Cleopatra sung at my freshers' ball at Portsmouth University back in two thousand and six. Well, yeah, of course they did a lot in two thousand and six. Mm. Well, we'll Alan, we will Alan find Cochran them. Cochrane and Cleopatra that could be the Shakespeare play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be worth seeing. How many were there? Three. Yes. Okay. Um, Frank, I do think 
Uh, we need to discuss the ball boy. Oh, come on. We do. I mean, a Belgian kicked a Welsh person. It's not our business. <laughs> <laughs> that was a game of Jeux Sans Frontier in years <laughs> gone by. Yes, the ball boy. There was a bit of an incident. Yes, I'm sure everyone's seen this, but yeah. basically... Um, Swansea played Chelsea this week, <clears throat> and the ball boy, rather than returning the ball, seemed mm. to just uh, lie on top of it. He was doing a bit of belly surfing. He was a bit. <laughs> was. Uh, what do they call that stuff when you go on your belly? Something boarding. Come on, body boarding. Is that what it is? He was doing a bit of that on the ball, and um, doing a bit of a Steve McGarrett. Chelsea player Eden Hazard. Um, I thought he kicked the ball, but he might. I he did might, as well. There might have been a bit of boy in it as well. I say boy. <laughs> he was seventeen, wasn't it? Well, well, yeah, but you know, that's not young in football terms. No, but it's a bit old for a ball boy. Isn't yeah, it? oh, I see what you mean. Yes, it is. It is. It's a bit um, pupil of please sir, being <laughs> <laughs> in their thirties. What's he doing there? Seventeen. <laughs> Apparently, his dad isn't it? Isn't his dad um, on the board of directors yeah. at Swansea? Yeah. So that helps. He was like celebrity ball boy. Yeah. But Glenn Hoddle, did you hear? Because he'd had one of his Eileen Drury gut feelings. He said, that ball boy's bent, you mark my words. Well, he'd seen that he'd rolled the ball back to the goalie yeah. earlier and he'd done it in a very um, slow, mm. not really to the goalie. And, and as most people know, he'd bragged on Twitter that he was... He was hashtag time-wasting. Hashtag time-wasting, yeah. And everyone said that, the, that, first of all, they were really sorry for him. And then they said, actually, his father's worth 30, 42 million quid and he's the heir to yeah. that. <laughs> Which is so rarely. He's I've never heard, I can honestly say, the years I've studied football, I've never heard a ball boy described as an heir to anything. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I didn't like this idea being fed into the public consciousness that it's all right to kick someone because they've got a few bob. <laughs> I'd like to nip that in the bud if we can. He didn't help it though because he then they realised that he'd been posting all these pictures of him in first class. Now, if you're going to post those, don't wear a baseball cap. Mm. He looked a little bit sort of. Yeah, he, you know. he doesn't do it because on his Twitter account, he, he emphasises, he says he's a lad, and to emphasise what a lad he is, he puts lad in capital letters. Mm. But that, that has the unintended consequence that it makes it look like it's a condition. That he should stand for something. So mm. rather than he's a lad, it's like he's... Because he's quite a chubby boy as well. Is he so chubby? it's like he's got sort of lard affective disorder. <laughs> yes, he was a bit um, <laughs> Augustus Gloop, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, OK, I've never seen mm. that film. Oh. But okay, it's such a delicate kick to, to, <laughs> to be so upset at, at such a delicate... It's the sort of kick you give to a stubborn trolley wheel in the supermarket yes. or a temperamental ironing board. But it, it shows that he's, he's learnt from the football, because he actually rolled around in agony. I, yeah. what, what? It was simulation and he handled the ball. He's Luis Suarez, yeah, what? But, but fat and 17 and from Swansea. <laughs> what Eden should have done, yeah. I think, is when he lay on the ball like that, rather than kicking him... He should have pulled his tracksuit trousers and pants down. Hang. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that he wouldn't have been felt like such a hero then, would he? And he wouldn't have hurt him. They couldn't say that was a, a nasty thing to do, but he would have been properly humiliated. So, so bold, yes. bold move in the current climate. It is, yeah, yeah. It must have been two some degrees say, below. Somebody say, oh, "Why? I'm why?" <laughs> exactly. Oh, there'd have been no dying swan that night in this cold. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Um, 
I was thinking I was coming back from the news, but I'm not. I nearly started saying this is Frank Skinner and all that. Below I thought me. we were as well. <laughs> this is so funny, old. <laughs> hey, yeah, is it, isn't it cray cray? It's like we both had the same dream. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Frank, Reggie has texted in. Um, AK. Well, he's, he's the friendly one, I think, isn't he? The, well, other, the other twin, I think, <laughs> is the. Reggie Craig, he's, you know he's, my name. No, they've gone a bit commercial now. I like them in, in the old days. Hmm. Um, 638, he's known to his friends as. I don't like the matching pillowcases you can buy. Oh, I love them. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay. Uh, did Hazard, Hazard, you're meant to say, aren't you, but did Hazard have his light flashing when he kicked the fat kid? That's from Reggie. Hazard, yes. Of <laughs> course, no. the original um, Eden Hazard was um, the devil in the form of a reptile. <laughs> <laughs> which is um, quite interesting because just seven miles away from the Swansea um, city ground is Neath, the birthplace, of course, of um, Kathleen Thingy, Jenkins. How are they now calling her Kathleen? She's <laughs> well, yeah, some Irish nurse. Well, look, we all know her real name is Beelzebub. <laughs> so why even play the game? <laughs> but I feel that there, there might be something diabolic going on there. Mm. I yeah. think you could be right. I've been wrong before. Frank, one of the things... I mean, I thought high-rise housing was a fantastic <laughs> idea. <laughs> so did Erno Goldfinger. <laughs> yeah, he was more into the Bauhaus. Yeah, he did, Erno. Um, he certainly did, Erno. <laughs> one of the things I like most about Ball Boy Gate was, did you see Rafa in the press conference? He's good in a press conference. He kept referring to him as the boy in a medieval type way he oh, wouldn't yeah. call him his name he said the boy was brought to dressing room the boy has apologized i loved it like he was sort of baldrick didn't he expand <laughs> it all to a sort of broken britain scenario? yes he did rafa yeah and he also said which i think summed it up perfectly he said both they apologize each other which i think is fair enough that's yeah. exactly what happened a sort of yoda kind of tribute <laughs> he was time. here quite a long time i mean i know my spanish is not good <laughs> but he was here quite a long time before you'd think his english would be all right <laughs> i know I, I enjoyed pat nevin's conspiracy theorites that yeah. he, he was firmly a, a, of the opinion that the ball boy was a, a, a ne'er-do-well mm. but was refusing he, he was saying that there was absolutely no contact with the ball boy at all mm. uh, and it sort of it reminded me of the jfk conspiracy theories mm. the, the way pat nevin i thought he was going to say that uh, azard wasn't there at all and there was some bloke on a grassy knoll <laughs> well because <laughs> i suppose the whole pitch is a grassy knoll in <laughs> yeah. a way yeah yeah and uh, joey barton um said the only thing he did wrong was he didn't kick him hard enough <laughs> Sound like him to be controversial. Yeah, obviously he said uh, the only thing. Uh, <laughs> Frank, I like there was also, you know, we were talking last week about wreaking havoc and how a word is only used in one. I like that there was, um, they always use this only in a football context, which is it said Frank Lampard was uh, said to intercede. I like an, I like when they intercede. Is, do they only do that? In, yeah, in, pretty much only. Well, it doesn't seem to be making any allowance for the conciliation service. <laughs> ACAS. <laughs> or indeed the ombudsman. John, John Terry's a fan of interceding in, mm. in football. Is he? It's I, a Wayne Bridge joke, don't I? <laughs> oh, no, is he being rude? Oh, I see. Is yes. he being a filthy oh, creep, Frank? Oh, flaming no! <laughs> I've blocked yes. my copybook. <laughs> you have, I can't. I don't know where to look. No. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I feel bad to uh, Sarah Frank, who works on the show. I've got to put it out there. 
She asked me what coffee I wanted, and I was doing something. I said, "This is more important." Did you? Yeah. Sorry, Sarah. That's right. <laughs> that's more important than coffee, isn't it? Mm. Actually, not to many people. <laughs> I, I've had a I've had a tumultuous week, Frank. Oh, okay. uh, I, I, it's, it's, I, when you're the victim of genuine hatred from uh, from people who have no idea, they've never even heard me perform any don't comments. Read, don't isn't read it? your reviews. That's <laughs> my advice. Yeah. It's quite rare that I can even find them. <laughs> but um, we get a, my wife is a, a delightful uh, vegetarian lady, okay. uh, and uh, she uh, so she's very uh, eco friendly, and we we get a, a veggie box delivery. Oh, we get a veggie box. Is it organic? It is. It's... We get that. Oh, you two and your organic. Do you get fruit? Do you get fruit with it as well? Yeah, we uh, we, we get all we, we opted we, out of the fruit. See, we started off; it was just vegetables, then it became fruit. Now, sometimes I'll have a jar of pasta sauce in there. <laughs> <laughs> R- rye bread. Yeah. I've seen that in your gaff. I've seen it in your gaff, right? Yeah. It's an old cardboard box. It's, it's great some... because we're never in, so the guy yeah. leaves two boxes outside the door, like a warning of some kind. <laughs> like people used to leave a white feather on the door of a conscientious objector, <laughs> like, like like the vegetables are making a <laughs> yeah. statement. Well, that's all good, though. That's a good well, it's, thing. Well, it's it's lovely because my wife uh, was the driving force behind it. Um, the uh, the man who delivers our, our vegetables uh, each week clearly fancies her. Oh, uh, and so for the first couple of weeks when he was delivering them, we've, we've had it for a, a year or two. Um, he he was always incredibly charming uh, to her. Uh, never saw me, and then the first time I came out to to uh, and answered the door, uh, he he, he realised that she was with. A man living, uh. in, living in this house, and went oh, uh, and yeah, I've never, to, yeah, to have never actually he, said it, that. It was it was scarcely veiled contempt. There was a proper groan, a sort of a kind of a, a heartbreak he and disgust like he might at have the been same cut time. From Michael, yeah, <laughs> I like him. But the, uh, the 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 longer this has gone on, it, my wife is, usually is he actively flirtatious. Oh yeah, he's right? actively flirtatious. It's, it's not quite... the older butternut squash through the letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in what way is he flirtatious? Well, Does he wear a the, Tom Daly brief? The most, the most direct thing, when, when I was away uh, one summer for the Edinburgh Festival... Oh, dear. Uh, oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> my, my wife mentioned... She, she was what, never the same after yeah, that summer. You know, what happens in the, the vegetable box <laughs> stays yeah. in the vegetable box. <laughs> my, my wife mentioned him that I was away for the month, uh, and she insists oh. that once he... From that She's week on, for the, re- for the rest of that, uh, of that month, she said that the carrots were definitely of a slightly suggestive size and shape oh, for, the, no. for the rest of that month. Oh, that's... I'm, Oh, that's put me off terribly. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, and then when I returned again, there was a proper. Oh. I love it when I bring the box into the kitchen. When I carry just the carry in the mailness, mm. like the, it's the haunted gatherer. You know, I bring yes. it in, and it's great thing is we. I don't know about you, but we don't know quite what's going to be. Yeah, in it. yeah. There's an element of um, it's a like a kinder surprise. Well, there, well, there's often things we've never heard of that we have to kind of Google image search for a kohlrabi. I, yeah, I'd never. I, I, I was familiar with the Jerusalem artichoke. Didn't know what one actually looked like. No. Well, I uh, I wouldn't recognise the J- Jerusalem artichoke, but I do. Um, I like the randomness of it. It's like you know the the, the gambler r- waits for the fruit to come up on mm. the uh, fruit machine. <laughs> <laughs> I wait for the vegetables, mm. and it's uh, we had. Uh, I think it was one week we had seventeen bananas. <laughs> what did they think we were trying That's to right. catch? <laughs> Some sort of like something had escaped. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Radio de Absolute. <laughs> I'm with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. I've got a slight frog, just a slight frog in my throat. Mm. And I don't mean the accent, I meant 
I've got a little bit of um, Ian Fleming, but I'm going to carry on. Who wants, who wants to hear um, coughing on the radio? Uh, text in on eight twelve fifteen, or you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. I love that he lives mm. on in this stress board. What, and I think it's what he would have wanted. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Frank, we need to talk about Beyonce. Because... Oh, I know what you're going to say. She got in a little bit she? of trouble this week, a didn't little, she? A little bit of trouble? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. um, some said she was lip-syncing. Has it been confirmed? Yes, it has yes, been yes. Okay. officially confirmed the by a White House spokesman that she did lip-sync. Uh, lip mm. That she uh, lip-synced. Yeah. I say I wasn't bothered. I was a Millie Vanilli fan, in fairness, but I also <laughs> think that I'm sorry, you can't sing with the brass band. Who can do that? Very, it's a bit of a strain with that. I lot. saw the Unthank um, sisters sing with the um, Brighouse and Rastrick brass band. It was absolutely wonderful. Did you? I think if you're a singer, mm. you should be able to sing live. I mean, I bet looking back now, he's thinking, I wish I'd got James Arthur. Mm. Well, he got Kelly Clarkson. She, well, what's that, was, that weird song she sung? She just made up words to well, God Save it, the Queen. It's rubbish. My, my country, tis of thee. That's God Save the Queen, I think it's, you'll yes, find. It's, uh, Is it to the tune of God Save the Queen? It's to the tune of God Save the Queen. It's 1831, Samuel Francis Smith wrote, wrote the words to My Country, Tis of Thee. Oh, Did I, you just happen do you know to know what? That? No, he's Rain Man, and I love him for it. Again, it's pub, pub quizzes. He's an excellent driver. Because <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the American National Anthem, they just took that, the tune to the American National Anthem was originally just a drinking song. It oh, was the, Frank won't like that. Uh, the Anacreon uh, Drinking Society. Mm. And Francis Scott Key then wrote some words and put it to the music. But to be fair to her, that particular song, any song where an individual's note gets its own applause... <laughs> Because you know when people do oh, the red rockets <laughs> flare, the audience go just for making yes. it, and then you've got at the end the the big um, land of the free. So you do, it's not like you've got the big one out of the way. You're thinking oh, I've got that other big one to come now. So it is quite difficult. I, I don't want to be too hypocritical because I did top of the pops once with uh, three lines. Not only did I mind, oh, it, was the ve- it was very similar. Yeah, I. I mimed singing. I also mimed the French horn intro. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, if it's mime, you fill your boots. What, did you do a Madness Thumb style thing? No, no, I, I actually had a, they, I got a French horn. Did, oh. did they get the commentators to mime their little sound bites? A couple of people said to me... No. <laughs> a couple of people said to me afterwards, did you really play the French horn <laughs> on that? Can I say, by the way, generally yeah. speaking, if ever a celebrity of any kind says, um, people come up to me and say, or a cab driver said to me, it's a lie. <laughs> no. It's a, it's a way of lying. Is it? Yeah. Not when I do it, because I live for the truth. But whenever you hear, like, I David Cameron... When David Cameron says, yeah, a cab driver said to me the other day, no. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. Can I just say, I was very excited as well... Uh, to get a look at Joe Biden, who's one of my OCs. My obs- you know, ah, I have obscure yeah, crushes, yes, Steve. Yeah. One of them is the son of disgraced canoe yeah. man John Darwin. Mm. Ah. I've only seen one grainy photo of him in the <laughs> Sunday Times mag, but that's enough. But Joe Biden, you fancy? Fancy? Because he, he looks to me a bit like he's just drunk the, the, from the wrong Holy Grail at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh. 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 <laughs> I quite like old Ma Biden. She looked, uh, she looked pretty good. Lovely. She had a Vera Wang on. Did you know that? 
I've got tears in my eyes that you know that. She I'm had so... a Vera Wang <laughs> and um, Michelle Obama. And what was she wearing? She had a Jason Wu. <gasps> oh, so, they were basically the, they were the Wu Wang clan. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Clive Middleditch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a fan of his work. Yeah. He uh, has tweeted us to say, when Arthur was interviewed at the TV Awards, was he wearing his chain mail? Uh, well, I, th- we've had things before. I, th- I don't know if this is the guy who texted last time. Is Arthur wears his chain mail just around the house in, yeah. uh, in Merlin? <laughs> um, but he actually said to Tanya, uh, when she said, you, will there be any spin-offs from Merlin? And he said, no, I think it's time to get out of my chain mail. Oh, did he? So he's obviously picked up. He's quite young and handsome, I've only just noticed. I, I Googled. No, he is quite handsome. Lovely. I've never seen his middle ditch. <laughs> no, but I'd uh, like to. No. Um, so, meanwhile, <laughs> over with Marv can, can, can I just say, I don't know if this is... Um, I'm just out of touch. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm old enough now to be out of touch. And let's face it, I'm moving that way. Hmm. Um, in fact, I think I might do a jingle that goes, Danger, danger. <laughs> Frank's dotage. Oh, <laughs> um, but I, I don't really know who Kelly Clarkson is. Is I she don't one of really, those Michael When Rizzo's? I say I don't really know, I mean I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. Ashley Judd, I don't know who that is. Mm. John Legend. I thought you were going to say John Legend. You don't know John Legend? No, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> and they were all... Uh, Sarah finds that hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> She's young and knows these people. From what little I heard of them on the thing, I'm... I'm glad I don't know them, but I don't. Mm. I don't know who they are. There were, most of the people there I had no idea who they well, were. Ashley Judd is Leslie Judd's daughter. You I are kidding me. I am. Okay, <laughs> Leslie Judd. Is I know Leslie Judd. I tell you, I know Leslie Judd. Um, she um, she used to host Blue Peter, of course, and we did a uh, me and David Badil did some filming with a, with a Peruvian player called Teofilio Kubilas, mm-hmm. and um, he had to do a line which was, oh, Ashley Judd has left us with egg on her faces. <laughs> I won't go into the details, but just the way he did it, oh, Ashley Judd left us with <laughs> egg on her faces. It's great passion. Oh, man, me and Dave, I bet you we, we, we took about 25 takes every time he said <laughs> it. We were... Anyway. I remember that because you got the Peruvian team. Whoops! As I break the chair, <laughs> the, uh, right, the Peruvian Steve. team oh are wearing. Oh my god! That's the most embarrassing you, thing that's ever happened. Representing the Peruvian team as cans of red stripe. That's right, because it looked like the kit. Yeah. Oh, those are my glory days. Steve, are you okay, I've darling? I've actually broken the chair. That's how excited I was by a reminiscence from. Uh, yeah, that's that's it with nostalgia. Days. It's no good for furniture. I told you. <laughs> I've he was said that like a million times. I told you like a bit mate. like Led Zeppelin in a really. But clumsy speaking way. of old men making a fool of themselves, um, <laughs> Barack Obama danced Gangnam style. Apparently, he did Gangnam. Yeah. Oh God. See, I don't want that. I want uh, <laughs> if if I'm going to dance, it has to be to somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking. Gingham style. <laughs> <laughs> now, did, you, so, did you see Joe Biden uh, working the I crowd? Did I see him, the silver fox? He's good with the people. He's very. Well, he's, he's, shades he's the of, blue collar ticket, you see. The shades of Michael Barrymore hosting Strike It Lucky to the How way he works. Dare the crowd. you? <laughs> oh, really? There's a lot of pointing, a lot of kind of. Sort <laughs> a lot of, of climbing. <laughs> he did a lot of climbing, didn't he, Barrymore? Mm. And then he did a lot of descending. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, uh, I suppose, the inevitable, well, one can hardly call it upshot, but 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quick, let's get commercial. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had uh, an email in, subject line Cleopatra. Ah, we've found them. Have we found <laughs> them? Hi, Frank. My nine-year-old had to watch the sex education video at school. Oh, dear. And I asked to watch it first to make sure I knew what questions my daughter may want to yeah, ask sure, me. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> and they are on this video presenting it. Cleopatra. Mind you, it must be 20 years old. So maybe that ended their career. Oh, well, that doesn't prove anything. <laughs> I know they existed. That's from Catherine Adams. I hope they weren't using the combinatia. <laughs> Frank! Um, so anyway, let's... Uh, shall we return to email corner? I suggest we do immediately. <laughs> email corner! Lovely. It's all gone a bit Kelly Clarkson. I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> this is from Tim Frank. He says, staying in over the weekend to avoid the Arctic conditions, I decided to watch some of the Sherlock Holmes films starring Basil Rathbone. Oh, brilliant. I love Basil. I've got the box set. Have you? Mm. Oh, I love Basil. Um, made in the 1940s. I'd seen these movies many times before. In the 1970s, there seemed to be one shown on BBC Two every Friday. But mm. I'd not previously noticed a couple of points. Music for the films accredited to Frank Skinner... And ah, Doctor yes. Watson is seemingly played by Boris Johnson. Just keeping you informed. Regards, uh, Tim. I don't quite get the Boris Johnson. Is he suggesting the actor resembles Boris Johnson? I don't think he does particularly, Steve. No, I don't think Nigel Bruce. I don't, yeah. I don't think he. He was bombling. I don't know if he means that. Yeah. He used to get condemned for being too bombling for. Oh. Uh, but um, of course Frank we know. Skinner. You know what kind of hat Sherlock Holmes used to wear? Oh no. <laughs> Near enough, isn't it? <laughs> In those days, they didn't hunt them, they stalked them. They used to like, just sit outside their house, follow them, take photos and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm, I love those films. Frank Skinner um, did a lot of... Um, he did a lot of black-and-white horror yeah. film soundtracks. Did he? I, I looked up his, uh, his IM... I didn't know this, and so okay. I looked up his IMDb Oh, you did his Rain Man thing. I did my Rain Man thing, absolutely. And... Uh, He's done some incredible films. Like there's, the, the list is massive, but amongst the films that Frank Skinner did the music for were Pillow of Death, oh, which is a fantastic name for a film. I think that was uh, Jeremy Thorpe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peril from the Planet Mongo, that was uh, one oh. of... Uh, that and, sounds a bit borderline. And, uh, I don't like that. And The Devil's Pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah, Basil Rathbone, that's where he got his pipes from. <laughs> Of course, with the Sherlock pipes, they, what I like about them is they, they meander. Mm. You'd think a pipe would take the shortest possible route from mouth to bowl, <laughs> but they're, they're happy to loop right down yeah. there. I love all that. But they're great. I like the sound of this guy, someone who um, who thinks, oh, it's snowing, I'll watch four or five yes. um, Sherlock Holmes movies. Fantastic. There's one when he fights the Nazis. Have you ever seen that one, today? I've not. Yeah. Does he, does he win? Well, he gets in early, of course, being Victorian. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't really fully formed. <laughs> We're still, are we still in email corner? I think we, we are. We are indeed. Oh, I've, God, I've got one here. Uh, dear Frank, Emily and the Spaniel. That's Cochrane in absentia. Uh, after spending some time uh, Google mapping possible new home locations, I was drawn to these blue round disc-like shapes 
in people's gardens. These objects confuse me, and it appeared every other, every other garden has one. On one housing estate, brackets, sorry, Emily, mm. 90... <laughs> Apology accepted. Ninety uh, percent of the homes have a blue disc. These items scare me. They are they are either hot tubs, trampolines, or portals to another dimension. Uh, regards from Ian. Well, my so, bet hmm. is that they are not hot tubs <laughs> on the house in the state. What are they? Uh, um, I think they're portals to another dimension. No, I th- <laughs> everybody now has got a trampoline yeah. in the garden, haven't they? It's be- absolutely become the thing. If, oh. if they're blue, I was wondering if they could be some sort of disabled badge that the house is just... Aren't the house usually orange? You get some of them are blue now. Am I, am I... Oh, I think that's, that's the heritage society. of That's, um, <laughs> that's the famous disabled people from the past. <laughs> Byron, I think, gets oh. a, a blue one. Douglas Bader. Um, yes, Alton Legs. Mm. <laughs> um, he... Um, I'm thinking now, if I got a house, I probably having a child now, I probably would have to give in and get that. And I had trampoline. A go, I had a go on someone's trampoline recently. Oh, and, lovely! Um, How was it? It was all right, but when I went up on it, I could see the neighbours in their garden. <laughs> <laughs> and at fourth bounce, I'd run out of facial expressions. <laughs> to be honest, I'd love to see well, Stephen Merchant on that trampoline. He must get a good view. Oh, but he sees the shard. He'd go straight, he'd go straight through it. <laughs> it would be quite. It would be very satisfying if Google Maps had caught you at that exact moment, so that yeah. somewhere on Earth there's just you, twenty feet above the, not twenty, fifteen feet above the ground. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for your optimism. <laughs> Didn't you get a headache though, Frank? Terrible headache. Uh, if if Stephen Merchant lay on the edge of it from Google Earth, it, it would look like the letter Q. <laughs> be, I didn't get a headache. No, oh. sports bra. <laughs> so that's what, if that's what you want, no, I was actually wearing a mock jetpack. <laughs> I thought that would that would impress the neighbours. Um, sorry, you're telling me to do something. No, no, no. That's okay. Well, let's carry on. Extraordinary bit of, a, of admin going on there. Yeah. Um, I'd like to. Have I, I got time for another email? I've got one message for the producer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Frank, I really love the show. I just wanted to share that with you. You know I don't accept um, praise. I know it? you don't, but this is Lynn in Bournemouth. We have to make an exception. Okay. And everyone in Bournemouth is, is called Lynn normally. Um, I laughed that. out loud at the new pronunciation of Nandos that Frank had come up with. <laughs> yeah, well, that was an accident. And remembered it? a few years back... I like a Greek restaurant. <laughs> ...walking with my daughter Anna, who was 11 at the time. We needed shoes, and she said, Should we go in Clanks? What? Clanks, there, she said, pointing to Clark's. If you look at the sign, it does actually look like Clanks. Does the poor it? child has never lived it down. I think I'm so, wearing I'm wearing a pair of Clanks, so I might, I'm, I'm tempted to take them off and have a look. I, I imagine my foot sweat has worn away the inner logo, <laughs> oh. surely by now, wouldn't you say? I, I used to say uh, Granny Oppit when I was uh, uh, a child for pomegranate. Did you? Um, and I think my parents, because people with us found it hilarious sort of discouraged from telling me the real truth. Yeah. So I yes. called it Granny Hoppy for quite a long time. Pomegranate, I was thought, was the sort of thing that a, an Australian road builder might import from the UK. Mm-mm. And my girlfriend <laughs> um, still says, to this day, um, Muesli. I'll have a bowl of Muesli. And I keep saying that, that is not how you say it, and it, it, it's, it's had no impact at Kath all. Kath has a whole host of them, though, in fairness. Yeah, and she's, what was the one she said to you? She said to me recently, she said, it's like that old saying, in my jest, my whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Right. What's in the news? 
Well, I'll tell you who's been in the news. Um, I'm a big fan of Simone Cowell. Yes. I believe... S Simone de Cowell? Yes. <laughs> He's had a bit of an image tweak. I, I don't saw, know if... Did you I see? It, I did, yeah. Did ye see? Uh, yes, he's he's uh, he's taken to wearing spectacles. It's very not him. What he's done, we're going to use the footballers' tense here. He's turned up. He's turned. He's looked up. <laughs> <laughs> he's put on spectacles. Yes, he's turned up at the Britain's Got Talent auditions with the, the sort of geek chic, aren't they? Harry Potter specs. They're a bit of Professor Yaffle. I well, quite like I'd them. I'd say if I had to um, put a, a exact lookalike spectacle mm. on them, I would go Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> that might be something you have to Google image, but they were no, very I much know that it. reference. Um, he, he's not. I'm, why doesn't he just go for a contact lens? He's, he's not a man who um, despises falseness in all its manifestations. Oh, because I think he looked a bit. I thought. I thought he looked a bit. I'm going to go Israeli physicist. Was what he looked like. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want to look like an intellectual. I don't think he's. Maybe thinking, he yeah. does. Well, I, I thought with the glasses he looked a bit like the bride of Wildenstein, if you know Jocelyn Wildenstein. Oh, yes. and, and it's, oh, that's it's, harsh. It's peculiar, that's harsh that a, it's peculiar that a pair of glasses should do that to a face. Yeah. But, uh, uh, do you think he's just... You know when you see those pictures of Marilyn Monroe carrying Ulysses by James yes. Joyce, and you know <laughs> that she's not reading it, he's probably opening it up and it's lipstick. He hasn't... Is, is, it, is it him trying <laughs> to think, you know, it's about time I looked a bit cleverer? Well, he hasn't gone for those East London Joe 90 specs. He's gone for for the more Ivy League ones, yeah, hasn't he? Academic. They're, they're no rims. Still the same jeans, though, which <laughs> I respect. He hasn't changed those jeans in 42 years. He's, uh, he's missed a chance there, though, because with the death of Sir Patrick Moore, there is a vacancy <laughs> for a celebrity monocle wearer. <laughs> uh, it's basically him and Mr Peanut. Um, from the planter things is the only monocle wearer left. You bank occasionally, <laughs> but how often do we see him anymore? I understand he's living in a squat with Cleopatra. <laughs> I hope but, he's not doing those sex education videos. Why, still. Did, why didn't he do that? Oh God! Why didn't he go for something a bit more unusual? Wouldn't it be great if when you cut to him on Britain's Got Talent, he had like those opera glasses on a <laughs> stick? Watching the act. And you know when they yes. have that the saucy erotic dance that they use for pre-show publicity? You can see, like, it would be little binoculars on the same <laughs> stick. That he, he should kept. just change his eyewear every week. It'd be great. Pins, those oversized Run DMC ones he have nine. the following week. You know those pins <laughs> now that just clip on the nose? Then he could have a, a pencil behind the ear for making notes on Frank, the axe. Frank, he had stains on his jeans, though. You are kidding me. No. Let's talk about this over the music. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Uh, handsome, that Harry. Sorry, I'm watching Harry, Prince Harry on the television. Oh, Prince Harry. Mm. I'm, no, I'm not happy with the Prince Harry interview. Why not? I, I'm not sure. I think he might go off to a five-star hotel a minute the camera switch. <laughs> <laughs> Remember on John Noakes on Go With Noakes? Oh, yeah. You used to see him zip himself into a tent and say, good night, everyone. Then the minute the camera went off, they'd yeah. whisk him away yeah. to a five-star hotel. Oh, yeah, he'd open a bottle of it's red bare, wine. Bear grills as well, wasn't it? He's, he'd fake to I don't know what I don't know what he ate. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, uh, to me, this is the, the old fake moon landing thing. This is all, almost certain. Oh, do you think so? Yeah, it's the Milli Vanilli of soldiers. Yeah, I think this is in Bournemouth. He's a handsome chap, though, isn't he? Is he? Yes. I'll tell you what I do like the idea. I, I, I'm very into the old uh, the William Kate happy marriage love. I think love breaks down the class barriers, and I like the idea yes. that they're a lovely, happy, I think squeamacy, fun-loving couple. 
And I was I woke up the other morning. I thought to I lay in bed alone, <laughs> and I thought to myself, I bet I wonder if we've reached the stage yet where just across London, William and Kate are lying in bed, absolutely cracking up. Talking about that portrait of her, <laughs> <laughs> with him saying, "Oh God, it was awful," and you said it was amazing. Well, what else could I say? But it's, like, it's terrible. It's what are we going to do with it? We'll have to get a parrot and put it in the bottle. Of the cat just absolutely cracking, <laughs> and I really like that thought. Yes, that artist who's been condemned has brought. A little bit of extra joy into their he's already condemned, happy He's actually life. been condemned to death. I heard. Has he? Yeah. Well, I think that's. The, I'd say the hanging of that portrait <laughs> is too good for him. <laughs> he took some of the heat off that woman in Spain who, who painted Jesus. Uh, yeah, she, oh, she's I, looking. I, her I eyes like looking the, a lot better now. I like the Eskimo Jesus. <laughs> I've commissioned her to do a portrait of me. Actually, that would be great to yes. commission her, wouldn't it? Yes. I think she could become the new Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> If she just went around taking Banksy paintings that already existed and essentially spoiling them. Well, she's already good. She could do Simon Cowell's hair. She could, because fa- well, basically that is Simon Cowell's hair, like that Jesus. But it's, yeah, what do you yeah. call it, Frank? Black shredded wheat. No, well, I don't know. We've, we've discussed it. I mean, it's, I know it's a bit of a cliche to mm. discuss Simon Cowell's hair, but he's got a flat top with a centre party, <laughs> which is almost certainly he tossed a coin outside the hairdresser's and the coin landed on its edge, <laughs> and he felt that fate had obliged him to have both haircuts. What? But I think if you were playing <laughs> snooker with him, you could use him as a, as a rest. <laughs> I do. Maybe, maybe now he's got the new glasses. Suddenly he'll look at himself in the mirror and go, "Oh my God, I look an, an absolute well, idiot!" Because I didn't know one warned me. He was just like a sort of <laughs> blur to himself, yeah. and then he saw, oh, "I need to sort that out." Or as he thought to himself, "You know, I could lodge a spectacles case." <laughs> yes. There. Oh, so that's the part we've just seen on the news. Is the part of the interview where Harry suddenly gets up and runs away really, really quickly? Oh, they've we, actually we, taken slowed a, it down, sort of Baywatch style. Yeah. <laughs> But, We're um, all just now watching television. Yeah, sorry, that's, that's <laughs> We're a doing bit, a radio a show, guys. Also, I just I know that was it was like an emergency went off or something, or it was maybe it was just lunch. I don't know. <laughs> but he, I think he could have said Some sorry. He could arrived. have said sorry. I'm going to have to go. Yeah, or something like that. I think that shows his general contempt for normal people. <laughs> and uh, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this this time next week. I say, Steve, it's been a joy having you as a guest. Thank Do you. come back. We love you. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.